Welcome to Jedi Dropouts. I am Ryan Taylor. And I am the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man too sweet, too sour, the woman's pet, the man's regret, and what you see is what you get, and what you don't is sweeter yet. I lift barbell plates, I eat T-bone steaks, I'm sweeter than a German chocolate cake. <laughs> James Moss. <laughs> um... I won't disagree. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, we're back to our regular uh, format this week. Our regularly scheduled program. Yes. This week's episode is all about X-Men. I know uh, previous episodes have been a little looser with themes, and we realized if we kept doing that, we would run out of shit in about two months. So let's do some specific episodes. Let's do specifically X-Men for the and next. the X-Men universe. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, Deadpool hasn't been in an X-Men movie yet, but... It's the same universe. Yeah. And there, it does have the Xavier Mansion in there. It does have mm. Colossus. I, I just watched it yesterday, and holy shit. I, I forgot how good the jokes about the, uh, the mansion are. Mm. He's like, <laughs> what is it? Uh... It's almost as if you can only afford just the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Big mansion. Good. Surprised I only see the two of you. And My uh, favorite line was, we're going to see the professor. McAvoy or Stewart? I was just going there. <laughs> These timelines mess me up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about some of the uh, upcoming X-Men shit they got going. Uh, have you seen Legion yet? No. I only started it within the last week. I'm halfway through. I mean, it's it's eight episodes. I've watched four. It's a weird-ass show. And I haven't read a lot of the Legion comics. I've heard it, it kind of strays. But at the same time, I'm only four episodes in. I really don't know what's real and what's not. Okay. I recommend it. I mean, it's X-Men related and it's quality. Which is generally only half the time, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan Stevens plays Legion, and that would be Beast from the New Beauty and the Beast. Nice. That's the guy they got. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is also in it, and I like her. I don't really know anybody else for the most part. <laughs> I like I I looked them up, and I didn't recognize any of the movies or TV shows they were in, so I just said, you know. They're, they're, it's a pretty strong cast, and it gets it's kind of scary actually. Like it's scarier than most horror movies these days in terms of genuine scares. There's a a character that initially I thought was the Blob, and I'm still not sure who the character's supposed to be. It's not the Blob, but a lot of people are saying it's maybe Mojo. Okay. And he's just sort of this obese demon looking guy with bright yellow eyes that cool. creeps around in closets and in in dreams and shit and uh, whenever he shows up is genuinely terrifying so I recommend that but also they have recently announced and uh, shown the trailer for The Gifted have you seen that yet? I have not it's uh, a Fox X-Men show uh, also somehow in the universe I believe uh, it's got Stephen Moyer from True Blood as Reed Strucker, who is not a character that I believe has ever been in the X-Men universe, but the name Strucker is pretty familiar. Baron Von Strucker, yeah. right, is, is what comes to mind. Uh, there's this, the Strucker family. Apparently the show is about a family 
uh, I believe. I, I don't know all the details. Something about the kids are finding out about their their powers for the first time. But what's interesting is the side characters. Jamie Chung is Blink. Cool. Sean Teal as Eclipse. Emma Dumont as Polaris. And Blair Redford as Thunderbird are all main cast. Sweet. So, I mean, that could be good. It could be a miss. Again, as we very well know with the X-Men movies, they're... Very hit or miss. <laughs> they're either the best thing you've seen all year or the worst piece of shit this decade. Yeah. Uh, the other X-Men show coming up being the Deadpool animated series, which we touched on recently. Uh, I don't think we need to go into any more detail about the animated series, but we should probably talk about Deadpool 2. Yeah. I... Yeah. Where do you want to go with this? Uh, well, let's, I'll, I got the the uh, info here on it. Uh, Deadpool, Vanessa, Colossus, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Blind Al and Dopinder are all back. Dopinder's back. <laughs> yes. That's good. I want to see where that storyline went, because last we saw him, he had a guy locked in the fucking trunk of his car. And got in a fender bender. Yeah, yeah, he did do it, didn't he? He ran, didn't he? I, or he, I don't he, know. He, he just... got rear-ended with uh, Bantu. <laughs> yeah, Bantu, that's right. In his trunk. And he also had this big duffel bag full of Guns and ammo. I forgot about that. In the car. I, I like. I remembered it, but I didn't really take it into context. <laughs> oh shit! I wonder. I wonder if Deadpool is gonna break Dopinder out of jail. Can you imagine what kind of shit Dopinder got in? Mm. Getting in a car accident with a man locked in his trunk and a duffel bag full oh. of every gun Deadpool owns. What if Dopinder is the actual villain for Deadpool too? <laughs> He's out to get vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault, Mr. Poole. Uh, Weasel might be back. It's unconfirmed, but it looks likely that T.J. Miller would reprise Weasel. I would hope that T.J. Miller's back. I want to see what happened with Weasel and Blind Al at the end there. Because last we saw them, they were going to go get fucked up, I believe. Yeah. At least Weasel offered. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Uh... We touched on this in an earlier episode, but uh, Domino is going to be in this movie. Yep. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Zazie Beats or Zazie Beats from Atlanta. Again, she's awesome. Josh Brolin as Cable looks amazing. Yes. And here's where it gets exciting. Jack Kesey is in the movie. I don't know who the fuck he is. And it's I've never heard the name before. I, I looked it up. He was in something recently. I don't remember. If you're listening to this, you can Google it. I don't remember. It was not something I'd ever seen. Um, but he's rumored, and take this with a grain of salt, he's rumored to be playing Black Tom. Who the fuck's that? That's what I said. I said, okay, that doesn't mean anything to me. So I, I read up and I saw, <laughs> here's the rumor that's going around. Black Tom in the comics is a known uh, known criminal who generally works with Juggernaut. And the rumor is maybe Juggernaut in Deadpool 2. As long as it's not what they did with Vinnie Jones in The Last Stand, because I fucking love me some Juggernaut as I'm going to 
mentioned later on in this episode. Oh, okay. And so when I saw that Juggernaut was going to be an X3, I almost blew loads everywhere. And then what they did with him, especially what happened at the end of X3, like he's just chasing Shadowcat through, and then he gets so close to Leech that he loses his powers and just runs headlong into a wall and knocks yeah. himself unconscious. That pissed me off. Yeah, most things about X3 pissed me off, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Fuck that movie. You know, I don't I don't really think about Juggernaut a whole lot, but looking back, I really did... Like, Juggernaut was one of the first action figures I ever had. Yeah. I had... Uh, a wolf for some reason i had a wolverine and a juggernaut and uh then later on like a few years later when they started to release more detailed characters from like uh the x-force i believe yeah. it, I, I got a, a second juggernaut so i had like two juggernaut action figures kicking around and uh, as a kid i had a vhs of three episodes of three different cartoons mm. And it was a Fantastic Four cartoon. Uh, I think there was an X-Men episode. And there was an episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And that one, I I believe, featured Juggernaut. And I watched that over and over. But I was thinking, when I read this, I was like, shit, who would play Juggernaut? Because Vinnie Jones, like... I like Vinnie Jones. It's not it's not Vinnie Jones, it's how they did it. Yes. And I'm just thinking like who would fit? And are you a Game of Thrones fan? I've never seen a single episode. I didn't I didn't think you were. You didn't strike me as, as a Game of Thrones type of guy. Uh, there's a there's a guy in the show, the actor's name I cannot pronounce for sure. He they nicknamed the actor Thor Bjornsson. He's an Icelandic weightlifter. Oh yeah! I, you know, oh, you know Thor Bjornsson? Yeah, he he plays the mountain in the show. I think he would be fucking perfect. I can see he that. has like he has this uh, the body type of of a fucking he, he's, super, a be- he's a behemoth. He looks like a superhuman. Yeah, you don't need to add any CGI. You don't need to do any camera tricks. You just put him on screen, and that's how fucking big he is. Yeah, and. He like he doesn't need a lot of lines. You can you know like give him like give him some well, lines. It depends on the plot of the movie. Yeah. Because I think Juggernaut can carry most of a movie by himself. Yeah. As a villain, maybe not now that they've done the whole apocalypse thing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, see if, in my opinion, if they use Juggernaut for the villain in like X two. Before they get into, like, Phoenix and people like that, then that would have worked. Yeah. Because it makes sense to use Magneto as the villain in the first X-Men movie because he is, like, the staple X-Men villain. But Juggernaut just has so much potential, and they they shit the bed. They did. They had – they wasted an opportunity when they – use Juggernaut the way they did because they didn't touch at all on the whole uh, Kane Marco being Charles Xavier's half-brother thing and he's so powerful and they could have had the entire movie just be 
Kane get they could have shown Kane getting the Crimson Gem Cedarac, getting his powers, realizing like, hey, I finally have something that can give me the upper hand on Charles. I have all this resentment. He comes in, plows through the mansion, flattens it instead of having William Stryker and all of his men come in and attack the mansion that way, even though that was really cool what they did. Yeah. They could have had Juggernaut just flatten the mansion and take Charles. And then the entire plot of the movie could have been a handful of X-Men trying to take down Juggernaut to get the Professor back. Well, maybe that's what Deadpool 2 will be. I mean, not, not the Professor part of it, but... I mean, you've got yeah. Deadpool, Domino, Cable, uh, Dopinder, <laughs> Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, and Colossus. I mean, that's a team versus Juggernaut. And the thing I was thinking about... Watching, and it would take a team like that to take down Juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, what I was thinking about when I watched, rewatched Deadpool is... What the fuck is the villain's name? Francis... Uh, Ajax. Ajax. Like, that's... It's not a big villain. It's, no. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't take away from the movie at all. No, well, I think it kind of adds to it just because introducing Deadpool, bringing Deadpool to mainstream audiences' attention, they needed the whole, like, Francis, where the <laughs> fuck is Francis type yeah. thing to get the laughs in. But now that everyone and their mom knows who Deadpool is, yeah, now they can bring in... A bigger name villain mm-hmm. because they don't need to establish Deadpool anymore. No. Deadpool is established. They could have whatever villain they want. They could have Deadpool fight Ash Ketchum and <laughs> it would it would sell. Deadpool 2 is going to sell regardless yep. of who they put in there. So they might as well just put in someone who is going to just put Jaws on the floor. And it's only a year away. Yeah. Next June. Uh, the director of the first one, Tim Miller, did drop out. But, uh, ah, name drop. Uh, <laughs> name drop out? <laughs> ah. The new director is, I don't know how to pronounce this, David Leach. David Leitch. Uh, he co-directed the first John Wick movie. And he is about to release a movie called Atomic Blonde, starring Charlize Theron. Cool. Which I wasn't interested in, but I will be now. Uh, but, I mean, John Wick. Atomic Blonde is no Atomic Beard, but... <laughs> uh, I know nothing about Atomic yeah. Blonde. No, I, 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 I never... Throw that callback. I, I heard the so. title, and I never bothered to really look into it, but... I actually, I heard um, Mark Bernardin of Batman on Batman. That's one of the movies he's most excited for this year. Okay. So I'll, I'm going to go ch- check out a trailer later today. Yeah, if Mark Bernardin's excited for it, then I'll watch it. And let's touch on the other two, uh, X- three X-Men movies next year. Yeah. So the first one they're going to be releasing next April, The New Mutants. Yes. We have Anya Taylor-Joy, who I'm not familiar with, as Magic. Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones as Wolfsbane. Rumored Henry Zaga of, uh, he was in this show 13 Reasons Why, I believe. He's apparently supposed to be playing Sunspot. And there's a rumor that Rosario Dawson is going to play Cecilia Reyes. Okay. 
the only person, the only actor I'm familiar with there is Rosario Dawson. Uh, the only actual mutant there that I'm familiar with is Sunspot. Yeah, and I'm not super familiar. No, me either. Um, I read a little bit of X-Force. Okay, yeah. When I was younger, so I'm a little familiar with Sunspot from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't seen Maisie Williams, but trust me, she's amazing. She does, Yeah? Yeah. Not, not, I'm not even so sure about her acting ability. She's good, but she's very lovable. Arya, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Like you'll be hard pressed to find someone who's like, oh, I fucking hate her. She's she's a favorite, right? Nice. Uh, what's interesting about the New Mutants is it's a horror film. It's going to be a straight up horror film. I if there's one thing I love besides comic book movies, it's horror <laughs> films. See, I uh, I didn't have any expectations for this. I heard New Mutants and it comes out next year and I thought no this is not going to be a good idea yep. but in my opinion the X-Men uh, universe is at it's best when it branches off Yes. I mean look at look at recent history Deadpool they went completely left field uh, a vulgar comedic hyper violent movie yes. and then they went total 180 and well it is just as violent but it's much more of a gritty drama in Logan. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe a horror film will work, right? Um, and I'm going to address this because there's going to be concerns. The director is a guy named Josh Boone, best known for directing The Fault in Our Stars. Mm. Here's my argument. The best directors can, can come from the most unlikely places and this is proven by uh, this little quiz I've prepared for you. I'm going to tell you a movie and you're going to have to figure out what superhero, what uh, awesome superhero movie the 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 director also did later on. Alright, time for me to shift the bed. Zathora and, and the same director did fucking Elf. Which director was it? Well, if I give you the name, you'll know. John Favreau. Okay, so he did the Iron Man and Iron yeah. Man Two. Yeah, and he's gone on to do Jungle Book. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm not saying Elf is a bad movie, but I just didn't know that John Favreau directed Elf. Yeah, right. It's interesting. Hmm. Uh, bring it on, and the breakup. See the breakup, I didn't mind. No, it's, it's not even. Which so, also, it's not even that they're bad movies. It's just that John Favreau was also in the breakup, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah. Um. Fuck, who directed that? Yeah, it's it's not a name that I knew until the superhero movie they directed came out. Who directed it? Peyton Reed. Yeah. Still not ringing any bells. That is the director of Ant Man. Okay. Bring it on to break up to Ant-Man. Jesus. And here's here's the biggest one. You, me, and Dupree. <laughs> Which we're not gonna we're not gonna endorse that movie. I've never seen it. That's fine. That's quite fine. Yeah, who directed that one? The fucking Russo brothers. They did You Mean Dupree, and then they did Winter Soldier and Civil War. God. Damn. And now they're doing Infinity War. 
So you know what? Maybe the guy who did The Fault in Our Stars is the next big fucking superhero director, right? Maybe. And it just blew my fucking mind. This is all hypothetical, so if the movie ends up being a piece of shit, it's not my fault. <laughs> no. But speaking of potential pieces of shit, X-Men Dark Phoenix <sighs> next November. Literally the only the only confirmed cast is Sophie Sophie Turner, who not a bad actress, but a terrible Jean Grey. Yeah. Yeah. Directed by Simon Kinberg who has never directed before. He has produced basically everything that's ever been done in the X-Men universe. So he's making his directorial debut on an X-Men movie. Yes. Uh, he did write, the like, on his own. He is the sole writer of uh, Sherlock Holmes, the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. and fan stick <laughs> So this guy is... He could be anywhere with his directing, but directing aside, back when they did the original X-Men trilogy, yeah, with a cast that I loved, I was totally into. Honestly, when they did Dark Phoenix, I didn't give a shit about it then. So with a cast I don't like, I, I can't see how I'm going to care. Not that See, right now, my mind is going to, there's no way they can do Dark Phoenix any worse than X3 did. Yeah. But, but I've been wrong before. They they did Apocalypse Bad, though, right? They did Apocalypse Bad, yes. I recently watched the um, animated series when they did Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not that hard of a story to get right. No. Like... I, I just, I mean, with with how good uh, First Class and Days of Future Past were, just, just keep it more the same. Yeah. I just had so many fucking problems with the Apocalypse movie. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to rank the X-Men movies later on, and we can, uh, we can touch on, I mean, we're doing top five. I'm assuming Apocalypse didn't make either one of our top oh, fives, but we can touch on it a little bit there. I could do an entire episode on just why I didn't like that movie. Maybe we should do an episode on shit we didn't like. <laughs> Get some of the negatives out. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Dark Phoenix. Why is it that the two movies that have had Angel in it have been two of the worst X-Men movies? Yeah. X3 and Apocalypse. See, Angel... I don't know. I never really cared for Angel that much. Me either, but... Angel's not exactly my problem, though. No. Well, some of the things involving Angel in Apocalypse did kind of piss me off. But if you you took Angel out of those two movies, they'd still be shitty movies. Yes. But, like, Apocalypse supposedly gives everyone this big power-up when he turns them into horsemen. Yeah. And then when Angel's fighting Nightcrawler... Nightcrawler just kind of yanks his tail and bumps Angel's head into a beam, and he's down for the count for a while. And then when he gets back up, and him and Psylocke get onto the top of the Blackbird. Is that the name of the jet? Uh, They get on the fucking plane. Yeah. And they carve a hole in the top. Out of the two of them... It's the one with the big expanse of wings that chooses to go into the small enclosed area 
<laughs> leaving the one who cannot fly on top of a plane. Yeah. That's just shitty writing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know with that movie. Magneto gets a power-up that he can basically rip the planet in half. Is it possible that maybe it's not the X-Men franchise that's hit or miss, it's Brian Singer that's hit or miss? Yeah, that's possible. Brian Singer's a fucking piece of shit anyway. Yeah. It's... Magneto gets such a big power-up, and it seems like Psylocke, Storm, and Angel got an upgrade that could have been done by Exhibit on an episode of Pimp My Ride. <laughs> oh, God, that's perfect. Just a flat screen put in the back. Like, <laughs> Angel just got some decals and chrome put on them, and fucking, that was it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that's, that's good. That's a, that's a good point to move on to. <laughs> Let's pop a question here. Uh, <laughs> question of today is... Yes. Which X-Men would you most like to see in the Avengers? Which, I should clarify, is the Avengers movies, the the, the MCU, because obviously there have been many X-Men in the Avengers in the comics over the mm-hmm. years, you know. Uh, I'll go first. Cool. The obvious choice, since that's on everyone's minds, Wolverine. Yes. I didn't want to say the obvious choice. But I did want to say that it would be really fucking cool to have an ex do to have a a Wolverine Hulk fight at some point. Yeah, and that that was that would be the main reason I would choose him. But if we're going otherwise, I'm gonna say Storm. And I was just thinking that my reasoning is Black Panther. Yeah, because uh, historically they were married in the comics, and also there's nobody in the current MCU that has powers similar to Storm. That will be a new aspect to add there, right? Yeah. Uh, I was kind of thinking Juggernaut, just because... Oh, yeah. I didn't think villains. Like, dipping back, I I love me some Juggernaut. Yep. And a Juggernaut-Hulk fight mm. would be amazing. But someone else I thought would be kind of cool that... I really don't see ever being in any X-Men movie, but I would like to see Forge. Okay, yeah. Just because Forge can build anything. Anything that he can imagine, anything he can dream up, he can build. So he's like, uh, if Green, if Hal Jordan was a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, just seeing Forge work with or... Opposed to Tony Stark. Yeah. With the kind of tech mm-hmm. that that movie yep. could pull up. Ooh, buddy. That would be impressive. Yep. Uh, I just thought of another one. When you said uh, Juggernaut, I thought villains. You know, Magneto would be a huge upgrade on some of the villains they're putting in the MCU. Yeah. Now, not the Magneto we've seen in the X-Men movies, which is a separate issue altogether. Yeah. But the traditional uh, sort of cartoony, bright purple and red costumed, uh, you know, just just the classic villain archetype of um, wanting domination, you know. And well, let's just think about this for a second. How many of the Avengers right now 
would be able to do anything against Magneto. Hulk? <laughs> like Iron Man. Iron Man. Useless. Cap Shield's useless. Mjolnir would... would ooh, how would that work? I have no idea. That would be interesting. Because it is magical, but... Hawkeye would be In Thor useless. Ragnarok, in the trailer, you can see Mjolnir being broken. Yeah. So, will that come back? Vision, his... How how would um, Ant-Man, how would that work? Well, there's metal in his suit. Yeah, so he could, Magneto could fuck with the suit. Yeah. See, Magneto, yeah, that would, I like that, you know? Black Panther's suit is a vibranium weave. Fuck. It would just be Hulk, wouldn't it? Hawkeye, unless he makes arrows that contain no metal. Yeah. But then they probably wouldn't have... Would they have Hawkeye resort to, like, a a typical, like, an old-fashioned bow? Maybe, but... What would that do? I mean, Magneto kind of wears armor anyway, so what kind of piercing power would those arrows have? He wouldn't be able to have many of his tech arrows. Mm -hmm. Scarlet Scarlet Witch and Hulk? Mm, Yep. Fuck. Bucky has a metal arm. I'm not sure about Doctor Strange. Groot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but the majority it, of the Avengers would be fucking useless against Magneto. Hmm. That's really interesting. Hmm. Marvel, if you're listening. Call us up. Marvel's one of our yeah, one of our our five listeners. <laughs> it's it's literally like me, you, our parents, one or two friends, and Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Brian, the- Brian Singer's oh. listening and crying because we called him a piece of shit. Well, fuck him. You know what? If Brian Singer, if, if I if I ran into Brian Singer today, I wouldn't suck up to him. I'd say, go fuck yourself, you goddamn pedophile. <laughs> no, don't want to get too political. Google it. Look it up. He's a pedophile. Let's move on. <laughs> speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of pedophiles, let's talk about Pokemon. Ouch. Um, let's talk about an old man who who uh, lures a little kid into his lab to give him a free pet. <laughs> Okay, in all seriousness, let's talk about fucking Pokemon. Well, not fucking Pokemon. Jesus Christ. This episode is gone to shit. I'll make sure we get the little little, uh, red E on this one's little explicit sign on iTunes. Yeah. Please do. Um, We're doing fighting type today? We're doing fighting type. I... uh, I now, it, it's been a few episodes since we did this. Uh, I took notes from my attempts at picking a favorite Pokemon. And see, on your side of it, you've got all these strategies and specific moves. I don't really know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to go a little a little less serious, if possible. And uh, I, I just decided to pick the funniest Pokemon I could come up with. That's cool. So let's go right into it. Gen 1. I said Hitmonchan. Nice. 
Gen 1 probably has one of the best selections of fighting Pokemon, in my opinion. They have one of the best selections, period, because they hadn't run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't scraping the bottom of the barrel. And I mean, even though his head looks kind of like the hamburger helper <laughs> oven mitt <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah. Also kind of looks like a broom. Yeah. For me, like... It was either Hitmonchan or Goro being Machamp. Oh, I was like, oh shit, I don't remember that one. <laughs> Goro, like, like fucking Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yeah. But I picked Hitmonchan just because... I want to see Goro fight a Pikachu. <laughs> I don't like Hitmonlee. No? Just, I don't like the look of him. Yeah. He, he looks like he has go-go gadget limbs. Yeah, his legs are kind of weird because he doesn't have knees. Yeah. He, he just... He doesn't have a just, mouth. No. Like, where does he eat He's from? got very thick eyeliner. Yeah. Like, how does he eat? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he has mouths on the bottom of his feet. I don't know. But, yeah, I've just always liked Hitmonchan. It kind of looks yeah. like he's wearing a skirt, but that's that's okay. It's yeah. 2017. You can wear what you want. Yeah. You do you. That's brave of him in the 90s, you know? It was. Hitmonchan. I forget which one it was. Hitmonchan. Yeah. Uh, I picked Mankey. Mostly because Mankey, besides Furret, has to be one of the laziest Pokemon creations ever. Like, I'm, I'm thinking the designer drew a monkey and called him Monkey and brought it to the head and he was like, what are you doing? That's just a monkey. He said, one second. And he... <laughs> just he, added a little line. He erased the mouth and nose, drew a little fucking pig snout, and yeah, added the line to make the O and A. Ah, Mankey! Oh, that's totally different! <laughs> now we've got a Pokemon. Yeah. It's too similar to a real thing. So let's change one letter and, and maybe make it rounder. <laughs> What do you got for Gen 2? I said Heracross. Heracross. Is that the... Um, it's like that weird bug thing. Uh, it looks like a beetle or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. a rhinoceros beetle. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't... I, I'm not big on bugs, so I try and avoid knowledge of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever logic that is. Yeah. What are those little, those little ants with all the legs? You mean spiders? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Uh, I said Hitmontop, because as you said, the, the design in Gen 1, uh, Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, named after Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, I, I, I didn't look it up, but I yep. assume it's pretty, it seems pretty straightforward, is uh, a nice sort of, um, how do I put this, it's a nice way of paying respects to uh, some of the greatest martial artists of all time. Yep. And then Gen 2... Somehow they're like, well, I don't know any other martial artist. There can't be any more. So let's make him a fucking spin top. Yeah. Can't be like Hitmon Yen or no. anything after Donnie Yen. No. They, they could have even done Hitmon Van Damme. Hitmon Norris. <laughs> Hitmon Stallone. 
<laughs> but no, they made a, a dreidel that does capoeira. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. And and Hitmonchan and Hitmon Lee have very specific faces with like detailed eyes. And Hitmontop is just just it's like the fucking frown emoji. It's just the fucking arrow and two dots. <laughs> And what is is he wearing a V-neck that goes down to his fucking crotch? It looks like he was wearing a wrestling singlet. Yeah, on his on his feet too. Hit on Lesnar. Hit on Lesnar. Okay, listen, Gen three. <laughs> I said Hariyama. Hariyama. I don't know that one. I did. I I I tried to look up as many as possible and try to familiarize myself, but I don't remember that one. He's. Basically a sumo wrestler. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I like that all your all your fighting types seem to be uh, based on actual fighting. You know, like Hit, real world. Hitmon Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna go Hitmon Yoga. <laughs> Hitmon Honda from Street Fighter. <laughs> I was playing Street Fighter two the other day. I noticed something really funny. Okay, so. Uh, Street Fighter 2, you've got the overworld map, and you go to different countries, and you fight different fighters. Yes. And they're all sort of stereotypes. Like, uh, you go to Russia, and you fight... Uh, a bear wrestler. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. And you've got you got Rue out of Japan, right? Mm. I'm getting the countries right there. But then you go to fucking Brazil and fight a green fucking monster. Like, <laughs> that can co- electrocute you for some yes! reason. So that's the thing. This is my question. Were they being, were they being awful on purpose, or did they just stop me like, I've never, I've never met a Brazilian. What, what do you, what do you think they look like? <laughs> and that's what they came up with, like a, a green monster with orange hair that electrocutes people and walks on all fours. <laughs> like, and, and then the first UFC comes out and Hoist Gracie's here, like doing Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu, subbing everyone, and they're like, "Well, fuck, we." <laughs> We went way out in left field. <laughs> anyway, uh, Gen Three. I picked um, Breloom, Breloom, Breloom. <laughs> because how many more fucking things could they fit in this Pokemon? It's a mushroom mixed with a kangaroo. That's a fighting grass type that seems to be wearing a helmet that looks like a fucking frog's head. What the fuck? What kind of fucking drugs are you on to come up with this shit? A kangaroo mushroom? That's probably what they were on, kangaroo <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ. Like, I, I love that when you go through the generations, it gets, like, more and more complex because they're just like, oh shit, what's something we have not done? I don't know. Uh, here's a phone book, I guess. I don't think that – does that exist yet? I don't know. Is there a phone book Pokemon? Not yet. I don't know. Fucking Gen 8, I guess. <laughs> Gen 8 is all household appliances. <laughs> well, they've already got those with fucking Rotom. What am I talking about? Yeah, they are, they, they kind of fucking <laughs> went a little fast there with that. Um, Gen 4? Gen 4, I said Lucario. I said Lucario. Lucario's badass. Yeah. I use Lucario sometimes when I'm playing still. He was the first Mega Pokemon that was introduced in any of the games. Yes, I played that game. He's the first one you encounter. He's I did in a thing. Smash Bros. And this is part of my point. I like to think that Lucario is the Chris Pratt of Pokemon. <laughs> He's good looking. 
he's everywhere. Like there was that period of time where they put him in Pokemon X, they put him in Smash Bros, and then like shortly after they put him in Pokemon Tournament. Yes. He's literally fucking everywhere. But he every, was but everyone still loves him. He was in uh, one of the Pokemon movies. He was a non-legendary Pokemon to have a major role in one of the Pokemon movies. Didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. Gen 5? I said Mayan Shao. I don't know that one. I, His I, arms kind of look like he's wearing these really long baggy sleeve things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. reminds me of some kind of drunken boxer kung fu master type guy, but... Is that is that the one that uh, his arms look like those little sticky things you used to get in the nineties that were like a big sticky rope with a hand on the end, and you like throw it out and it would stick to shit? Is, is, Maybe do his arms look like that? I don't. I never thought of it like that. What what's my? How do you spell that? M I E N. Yep. S H A O. Nope, that's not Pokemon I'm thinking of at all. I don't know who the fuck you're thinking of. Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, we'll bring but it up later. I, when I play through Gen 5, I like using Mayan Shao. Um, I'll cool, usually give him the move U-Turn, which, after you use it, sends him back to your party. But he can have the ability Regenerator, so every time he goes back to your party, he regains a chunk of his health bar. His, his arms kind of look like he's cold, and he pulled his arms all the way into his hoodie and just let the sleeves <laughs> kind of hang around. <laughs> There's um, a character from the Bloody Roar uh, fighting game series. The Bloody Roar fighting game series. I, yeah. I've that, heard of that. I used to play Bloody Roar a lot Okay. when I was younger. It was yep. one of my more preferred fighting games. And... I believe it's uh, Yuriko, okay. the character that uh, – yeah, Yuriko is one of the characters, and her sleeves dangle over her arms like that too, and that's who Mind Xiao reminded me of okay. the first time I saw it in yeah. Pokemon, was one of my favorite characters from a fighting game I played a lot of on the GameCube. Nice. So uh, that's why I don't know. I, I yeah. barely played any game. Well, that's why I decided to give Mind Show a shot. Nice. And ended up using a lot of it. For Gen Five, I said, uh, "Is it pronounced right? Sock and throw." Yeah. Because who doesn't love karate muppets? Karate <laughs> <laughs> muppets. They they are muppets. They they very much look like muppets. They do. But one is supposed to be more striking martial arts like karate and stuff like that and the other one is supposed to be judo oh okay throw so. is judo mm. and sock you know like you sock someone you punch them gotcha so do they evolve into ernie and bert or do ernie and bert <laughs> evolve into them <laughs> and where does grover come into play <laughs> jenny uh, okay gen <laughs> six <laughs> Oh my god! I'm never going to be able to look at them the same now. No, they. I I, I, I. I can't. I didn't see that. Some some of these I had to sit and and just kind of analyze a little bit. As soon as I saw them, I'm like, holy fuck! It's fucking Muppets. Yeah. I'm expecting to see Kermit. <laughs> Kermit's a Kermit's a grass type though. So different episode. Kermit could be grass water. Grass water. Yeah. There you go. 
Gen 6. I said Pangoro. Pangoro. Yeah. That's the... Yeah. Is, is that the fully evolved? or is yes. that the Yeah. Pancham is the there small little cute one. Pangoro is the big pissy looking one. Yes. Big pissy panda bear. Yeah. Big pissy panda. I think I used him a bit when I played that. Yeah. I think so. I don't remember that well. I, I definitely evolved. I got the evolution. I'm not sure if I ended up using him later on. I game. used him in my first playthrough of Gen 7. Okay. Yep. I managed to get him and I used him just because nice. I like having a dark type okay. in my team. I also like having a fighting type. So I figured two birds with one panda. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, I uh, speaking of birds, I said halucha because I've never seen a luchador hawk before, and that's there, there's no jokes to be made about this. It's just a luchador hawk. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it literally has lucha in the name. Yeah, but like I know he's supposed to be flying in his picture that I have here, but he looks like he's just jumping off the top turnbuckle. Well, like <laughs> that that's his whole thing. Like, does he, he have turnbuckles? He has a move called Flying Press. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Now I just want to put on my luchador mask that Emily brought me back from Mexico. I've got one my parents bought me back from Mexico. We're going to have to get a picture sometime. We both got them around the same time, too, because yeah. it was within a week of each other that my girlfriend and your parents both got back from Mexico yep. and brought us both back <laughs> luchador masks. Mine's a... Uh... Mine's like a royal blue with white. I think mine's like green and silver. Nice. I think. It's right here on the fucking shelf. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> I'm going to jump into Gen 7 while you're grabbing that. Nice. Oh, you got the you got the red and green. Like, That's pretty cool. Charlotte's coming back in now, so she's going to walk in on me wearing a luchador mask, and I hope her reaction doesn't disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so are we on Gen 7 now? Gen 7, who'd you say? I said Boswell. That's how you pronounce it. I said, I said him too. Yeah. One of the Ultra Beasts. Um, it was him or Faramosa, and Charlotte's laughing at me wearing my Luchador mask now. But, um, no, I just... He just... He's funny looking. He looks like a mosquito that's on... that. Sucked some blood from Rich Piana. Well, I'm going to argue that it looks like a mosquito that's been taking illegal substances. <laughs> well, that's why I said sucking on Rich Piana, because the oh, dude looks like he... Oh, I didn't get the reference. ...brushes his teeth oh. with steroids. I, I said him because uh, he kind of reminds me of Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm fighting the urge to make awful jokes right now. Leave it. Leave it. We've already made some <laughs> awful jokes this episode. I, I'm just going to say if they did drug testing for Pokemon battles, he would not pass. Yeah. It would be thrown. He'd win, but it would be thrown out. Yeah. He he would. Yeah. He's definitely the A-Rod of Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say for your overall? For overall favorite, I said Lucario. I said Buzzwool because I'm scared if I don't, he'll he'll find me in a back alley. Void <laughs> rage on you? Exactly. He'll shit in your purse? <laughs> Apparently Randy Orton did that. What? What? I read somewhere that Randy Orton did that, and people were blaming uh, mental 
instability due to steroid abuse. Oh, no. But apparently he was stalking this girl and shit in her purse. He took her purse and defecated in it. You know, I didn't think I could get surprised by news anymore, but never mind. I, I'll fact check that later yeah. after recording this episode. <laughs> so I will say right now that may not be true. I may have misread that, but yeah. I'm going to fact check that after this episode. Feel free to fact check it for yourself. If I was wrong about it, if, fuck if he, it. It's funny to think about anyway. If, if it's not true, make it true. Yeah. Believe it into existence. Yeah. If you're listening, Randy Orton, please... <laughs> poop in a purse uh let's move on to ranked today okay. we're gonna rank the top five x-men films yes that being uh anything said in the x-men universe deadpool included i assume is probably gonna make these lists yeah uh you want to start it or yeah um I'll, I'll tell you what um so i'll start with number five yeah and then I'll work my way to number one, and then yep. you can do the same. Yep, and then we can discuss them yep. afterwards. Um, okay, so number five, I said the first X-Men movie. Okay, yeah. It, I was so excited for it when I was a kid. Yep. When it first came out, I was like, fuck yes, this is everything I've always wanted from a comic book movie. I was so happy to see... X-Men on screen. Ray Park is told. Mm-hmm. It, it had so many things I wanted. X-Men uh, was what? Uh, 2000? Somewhere around there. So I was 10 years old. And that was one of the first times that... like, I mean, there were earlier exceptions. But that was the first time I got to see characters I only really knew as cartoons adapted into live action. Yeah. And it really kicked off the superhero movie... Like, I mean, let's be real. Iron Man kicked off what were like the the kind of second coming of it, but uh, X Men is what started the two thousands era with the Spider Man movies and the Fantastic Four movies. And, yeah, I mean, Blade and Hellboy and all that. Yep. And uh, I watched recently again, and it does hold up, but most of it is nostalgia. I think like, yeah. it, it is good, but I'm definitely, you know, the thing that cracks me up the most about first x-men movie though is the difference in hugh jackman's physique mm. because i mean i understand why he wasn't as ripped and jacked he wasn't as jackman in that movie but then you have these movies that are supposed to be prequels to it and then movies <laughs> that are supposed to be sequels to it well you know some, some- he's some, jacked and caught in all of them. Sometimes people keep up with exercise. Sometimes they, they let themselves go a little. That was just a period of time where he was like, nah. He was just <laughs> hitting the bottle hard. I mean, Rogue did find him in a dive bar. Yeah. Then again, what X-Men movie doesn't feature Wolverine in a dive bar? <laughs> yeah. But Somehow. I mean, like, even in Logan, he was more ripped than that. Yeah. But, I, I like, it was the first one. Yeah. I understand why he wasn't as ripped in that one, and they just got him more and more cut as the movies went on, but, yeah. But it holds up 17 years later, so. Yeah, it does. Um, number four, I said Days of Future Past. Nice, yep. I I had a few issues with that movie. 
but nothing that really made me hate it. Mm-hmm. The whole them sending Wolverine back to the past thing did bother me, especially since Bishop was right fucking there. Yeah, but let's be real. Who's going to hold the movie? That guy? Who is he, it? He's uh, their cash cow. Is it Omar Epps? Is that the guy who plays Bishop? Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. No. Is it? Oh Fuck, I think it is. Um. Yes, Omar Epps is in house. <laughs> but I'm just pulling up the IMDb. What is the guy's name? Days of the Future Past. How fucking off was I? Uh, let's see. Full casting crew. <laughs> What's uh, that dude's name? Bill Cosby, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus. God. Omar Sy. Hey, not that bad. No. Okay. But they really underused Bishop they in that did. movie. He had like one speaking I, line. Like a character I've been waiting to see all these years in X Men movies. They finally put him in. He has one speaking line. It's pretty much Bishop's big claim to fame from like the X Men mm-hmm. animated series in the nineties was this whole thing where he came back in time to stop this assassination and. They didn't use him properly. I gotta be honest. Uh, for a very, very long time, I forgot about Bishop. When I was a kid and watched the X Men mm-hmm. animated series, I loved Bishop, and I never did get the action figure, but he was the one. He was one of the ones I really wanted. Yeah. And uh, I forgot about him until they announced he was in Days of Future Past. Yeah. And it was this like I had this like flash of Bishop. Holy shit, Bishop! Yep. I forgot he existed, right? And then I started going back and and watching the cartoons and uh, so disappointing. That they, like it was, they did him well, but they didn't do enough. Yeah. Um. I mean, it well, gave us Quicksilver. Yeah, and let's be real, Hugh Jackman's gonna lead the movie, right? Yeah. Um, like unless it, they're doing. It was the, a good movie. I, despite my few issues with it i did very much enjoy it if you had to say if you looked at me right now and said let's watch one of the x-men movies that would be one of the ones i would gravitate towards first yep me too uh number three uh uh, before you move on i want to say days of future past when it was announced and when the set photos leaked i did not like the idea of it i wasn't looking forward to it i didn't want to see it i thought it was gonna be terrible and then i watched it and it proved me wrong (laughs) Yeah. And in my opinion, it's one of the best X Men movies. Yeah. Okay. Number three, I said X Two. That was a solid movie. The intro to that movie with Nightcrawler. Yep. God damn. I uh, I gotta admit, I know that Cody McPhee kid from X Men Apocalypse had no chance no. of doing Nightcrawler justice after. Was it Alan Cummings? Yeah, it was Alan Cummings. Yeah. Like, he like he will always be Nightcrawler to me. Yeah. It will take a lot to fill those big blue shoes. Um, I know X2 is one of the higher-rated uh, X-Men movies, and it, it's got a, a big following. But I really don't care about it. No? I It doesn't do much for me. I, you're right. The opening scene with Nightcrawler, I really liked... But the mansion scene where the soldiers are coming in and Wolverine is just wrecking house on them. 
it, I don't know. It just didn't. I, I, it I, gave I, me so many characters that I very much enjoy. Like it gave us more focus on um, Iceman and Pyro. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. It gave us Colossus. Yep. The scene, the mansion scene with Wolverine taking out on the soldiers was great. The opening scene with Nightcrawler in the White House, fantastic. That scene where they're at Iceman's house and the police confront them and they shoot Wolverine in the head and then Paro just starts mm-hmm. putting yep. the place up. Great. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it's not even that I, I don't like it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of... Somewhere in the middle for me. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Um, number two, Logan. Mm-hmm. It it was such a great movie. It was long, but it didn't feel long. No part of Logan felt unnecessary to me. There were parts that made me laugh, parts that made me cry. There was action that had me on the edge of my seat. Nothing in Logan felt unnecessary. There was no part of that movie that I felt was just unnecessarily placed there, dragging on. Everything was relevant in that movie, Yep. even with how long it was. 100%. As Stephen Merchant blew me away. I didn't expect that out of him. Patrick Stewart. I mean, Patrick Stewart at this point shouldn't be able to surprise me with his acting, but he did. That portrayal of Charles Xavier was fucking awesome not anything I expected but it was still great and and who's the little girl I don't remember the I have no name. idea her name she was insanely good yeah whatever her name was playing X-23 was <laughs> she was fucking fierce oh my god yes <laughs> I hope she has a great career yep me too she and, has so uh, much potential after that movie all the uh, the scenes where uh, Professor X is uh, having those episodes yes. and he's kind of slowing down time or everyone's freezing. I don't know the exact science, what was going on there, but yeah. those scenes, every single one of those was like – in my opinion, on the level of like the Quicksilver scenes, like you can't look away. And you no. just want to watch it, it over was and over. So intense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, before you move on to yep. number one, I've realized that our lists are really, really close. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm, I think we have the same number one here. So yeah. I'm just gonna run through my five to two and just keep, because like, we might as well do this together with how close these are. With number one. Yeah. Um, All right. My number five was X Men First Class. Which you, okay. uh, I don't know if that's your number one. I don't know, but uh, I got a feeling it's not. <laughs> uh, I really like First Class mostly because I'm a big Matthew Vaughn fan, and that came out the week of my birthday, so I went to see that like the day it came out, and I loved it. And um, I really like that they used some different mutants in there, Havoc and Banshee and a couple others. And which X Men movie did we go see together in St. John's? We went to see an X-Men movie in St. John's? Yes. Nope. You guys went to see Days of Future Past, and I didn't go because I thought it was going to be stupid. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. I went uh, I went with Brandon to see First Class. There was one X-Men movie that I saw in St. John's, and 
went downstairs and talked to Charlotte after the movie when she was. Yeah, because I, I think I think you might have been staying at her place. I was staying at your place, and I w- yes, I went with Brandon and Matt Ingram. Yes, and you guys invited me, and at the time I was like, "Days of Future Past." That movie looks fucking stupid, and then it ended up being like one of the best X Men movies. And- yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so first class, I loved. Number four, I said the original X-Men. Nice. Which is pretty close to where you got it. Number three, I said Days of Future Past. And number two, I said Logan. We've talked about all those movies. I mean, we're pretty much neck and neck. You had X2 in there. I don't really care for it. Yeah. I had First Class and number five, which I'm going to guess isn't far off your top five just because I know you don't hate it as much as Apocalypse and some of those other First movies. First Class? Yeah. I'd say First Class was probably number six for me. Yeah. So, number one... <laughs> Wolverine Origins. Clearly. <laughs> Actually, uh, Origins, uh, I, I went with the uh, the Wolverine, because I really like the CGI on the, the fucking Silver Samurai. <laughs> I, I don't know, I didn't care for that movie either. You know what, I probably like Wolverine Origins more than I like the Wolverine. You know, Wolverine Origins is awful but at least it's awful in a way that you can kind of laugh at it whereas the wolverine is just kind of boring yeah i don't really recall much of the movie because i just don't care i've only seen the wolverine twice i watched a download with incomplete cgi (laughs) really of wolverine origins more times than i've seen the wolverine Hmm. that sounds interesting actually and at the time when it came out, I was just happy to have any form of Deadpool, even with his mouth sewn shut. Yeah. I was, and especially the fact that, like, everyone was on this big Wolverine hype train. I was stoked to see even this bastardized Deadpool smacking Wolverine around, where it took Wolverine and Sabretooth teaming up to put him down. Yeah. And it still didn't put him down, because if you watch the hidden scene at the end, he cuts his mouth open and says shh so he's still fucking alive um but the, the one the one redeeming thing for me with uh origins was Lee Schreiber was actually a pretty good Sabretooth he was fantastic as Sabretooth I mean he wasn't quite the gambit they did <laughs> what was it uh Taylor Kitsch I got nothing against that guy's acting but what a fucking terrible gambit yeah and I was so stoked for Gambit because yeah, I love Gambit. He's too. one of my favorite X-Men. And they dropped the ball on that. Yep. But seriously, and not, not joking around about Wolverine Origins anymore, I think it's safe to say we both have Deadpool as number one. Yeah, 100%. The, the one movie that's not an X-Men movie, if you're, if you're really arguing it. But, uh, yeah... I mean, but it is. It's still Fox. It's still the same universe. Yeah. It has the X Men Mansion. It oh. has a couple, literally a couple X Men yeah. in it. Colossus is so good. I forgot how good he was. Yeah, that's uh, the best adaptation they've done of Colossus, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I just like. For me, with movies, I um, I really like a movie that I can just have a really good time watching. Well, even if it's not a comedy, even if it's just a big sci-fi blockbuster, 
if it's fun, you know? Yeah. See, and, I have such fond memories of, like, going and seeing Deadpool in theaters. I was so excited for it, and so were a bunch of my friends, so we bought a bunch of tickets. I bought a bunch of tickets, and everyone paid me back when they got there. We took up two full rows nice. in the theater here in Cornerbrook, and one of my friends said that, like, if I paid for his ticket, he would make chimichangas. Seriously? Yeah. And so he shows up. I have his ticket. And he looks at us and he's like, guys, I have such a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Or maybe that's just all the hot burritos inside my jacket. And he opens up his jacket when we're sat down and he had like seven or eight chimichangas made and wrapped in tinfoil. And the dude's a good cook. So they were great. But like the dirty looks I was getting – from like the sound of the tinfoil unwrapping in the theater during the previews. But here I am set in Deadpool, like a kid in a candy store eating a delicious chimichanga. And the movie was just everything I hoped for. The soundtrack was great. Mm -hmm. Just, it was perfect. I, I I actually had to go see it three times in theaters to catch every joke because there were some points where people were just laughing. The theater was so full of laughter that I missed certain lines. Yeah, because it's kind of joke after joke, right? It, yes. It, um, I got to be honest. When they first announced it, not when they showed the um, the animated short scene. But before that, when they were talking about doing a Deadpool movie and Ryan Reynolds was attached, I mean, that was going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a terrible idea. I thought Ryan Reynolds was a terrible idea, a terrible choice. Why? Because I saw him in Origins. And honestly, <laughs> outside of Deadpool, I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I'm not either. But he proved me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I still don't care for his other movies, but I love Ryan Reynolds as a person now <laughs> just because of... The movie and everything associated with it, all the social media stuff he's been doing with the hilarious Deadpool Wolverine tweets. Yeah. Well, even like the elevator scene in Wolverine Origins, Ryan Reynolds playing Wade, and they shut off the power, and he's like, great, trapped in an elevator with five guys on a high-protein diet. And then he goes out and he slaughters a room full of people, and he's just like, okay... (laughs) <laughs> the bad guys are dead now. And, like, yeah, he's perfect in that. Like, as Wade Wilson in that beginning part. He really was. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I can't think I can't think of any criticism. Um, the director, Tim Miller, I, I think besides Deadpool, he's only ever done, like, short animated videos. Yeah. And, I mean, now I feel like... His options are unlimited at this point. Like, he can do whatever kind of movie he wants. Mm. So do you want to call that ranked and move on to Fancastic? Yep. Let's move on. That's Fancastic. Uh, We're going to cast the X-Men. And I assume we'll be doing sort of a reboot here. Okay. As in not casting within within the current uh, films. Yeah. And we left it open in terms of which characters, whichever five characters we wanted to do. See, I 
I deliberately tried to take a different road. Yeah. I decided Ryan's probably going to pick some of the more main staple characters. So I tried to pick characters I didn't think you would pick. I Everyone I picked has been on screen at some point, whether, uh, whether it be um, as a main character or as a side character cameo. And I just I just try to come up with a cast of five X Men that I thought would make a good team, and okay. then cast it around that. Let's hear yours. So we gonna want to go one at a time, or want to go back and forth here? Let's go back and forth. Okay. Or, no, let's go one at a time. One okay. at a time. Okay. So the first one I said is Gambit because yes, please. We fucking need a good Gambit. And, we do. The uh, Channing Tatum thing got put on hold. Say what you will about the guy for doing, like, Magic Mike and shit like that. I like Channing Tatum. I think he's a good actor. He was great in the Jump Street movies. He was. I was excited when I thought he was going to be Gambit. And I wasn't sure if he could pull it off until I saw The Hateful Eight. He's in it very briefly, but he has that sort of uh, southern drawl that would be perfect for Gambit. And uh, my first choice would still be to keep Channing Tatum. Even if they're rebooted. But if that doesn't work out and they can't have Jan and Tatum because of whatever fucking contract bullshit or whatever, uh, Chris Pine from Star Trek and the upcoming Wonder Woman. Well, actually, as a release of this episode. Uh, Wonder Woman will be out by the time we release yeah. this episode. Yes. I think Chris Pine could do it. I can see it. He'd need to get the voice right. you got to have that. Uh, New that, Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's got the attitude, you know, he's got that, that sort of slyness. He's got that him. swagger. Yeah. So that would be my pick if you can't get Channing Tatum, because Channing Tatum is my my first choice there for sure. Uh, Speaking of um, Gambit, mm-hmm. I can kind of see Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah. He's lean. The way he looked in The Dark Knight Rises, Yep. I can see him as Gambit. So long as they don't just put him in as a character whose middle name ends up being Gambit. <laughs> it's revealed at the end. Remy Gambit LeBeau. No, not even that. Because Remy LeBeau, people, like, at least fans would be like, oh, that's Gambit. Like, just... John Gambit Park. Yeah, there you go. What? Um, okay. I, I said for my second choice, Rogue. Because we haven't seen Rogue in a while. She was in the earlier movies... Uh, she's in the uh, what was it like a special edition of Days of Future Past? Yeah, the Rogue Cut. And Anna Pack, uh, Packin, Packwin, whatever. Packwin. She was she was pretty good as Rogue, but I think we could do better. Plus the Gambit Rogue. Mm-hmm. I said Natalie Dormer Who's from that? Game of Thrones. She's in Hunger Games. She had a brief appearance in Captain America. One second, I will. I'll Google her. Okay, you Google. She's uh. She's a talented actress. She has the look of Rogue, and um, fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh, that. Yeah, girl. and she's done a lot of uh, action sequence-based shows and movies, so I feel like she could handle that that side of it as well. Because I mean, there's the side of casting someone and then casting someone who actually can pull off yeah. fight scenes, right? Yeah. Uh, number three. I said Iceman because I wasn't really fussed on the guy they had. Uh, 
what's his name? Sean Ashmore. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't big on him as uh Bobby Drake, is that Iceman? Yeah, yeah. Bobby Drake. So I went with a totally different take. Daniel Kalua from Get Out. Really? Yes. So I have him cast for someone as well. Oh yeah? I do. A different character? Different character. Cool. I I I haven't seen Get Out yet. I'm it's, it's good. I'm dying to see it. Uh, I only I've literally only seen him in one episode of Black Mirror and the trailer for Get Out. That's all I have to go on. But he's so fucking talented, and I already want to see him in a ton of stuff. He's in Black Panther apparently as a minor character. Cool. But yeah, I thought that would be a, a cool take on Iceman. Yeah, I can uh, see that now. Uh. Jubilee, because I think we can all agree. They need to do her right, because they've done her a couple yes. times now, and she might as well have been called Asian female teen. Yes. At least they put her in somewhat of the outfit in Apocalypse, but I mean, they still... But I, they never... Like, not even a post credit scene or, like, a little victory celebration at the end. Not once does it show her using her powers, like... They even put her in the little group of four with Gene, Cyclops, and Nightcrawler that goes to the mall, goes to the movie, and comes back from the mansion – or comes back after the mansion has been destroyed. And they never even so much as use her name no. or show her even like having a single spark come from her fingertips. Mm-mm. Such a waste. Uh, for Jubilee – I uh, I was trying to find someone with the appropriate age because in the comics and cartoons she's kind of younger. She is younger, yeah. But then I thought about it, and there's this. I'm not gonna get political here, but there's an issue in Hollywood with a lot of older actresses not being able to get parts in movies because of a lot of the sexism that goes on in Hollywood. So I thought, you know what? If someone older can do it, then fuck it. And I found an actress who's older, but at the same time looks young enough that it would be all around great. Ellen Wong, better known as Knives Chow in Scott Pilgrim. She's, I think she's in like her 30s or something. Like she looks way older than she is. I thought you were going to say Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell! (laughs) (laughs) That's Jubilee! (laughs) Oh, shit. No, but, yeah, I, I. She's funny. Uh, she again can handle fight scenes. Oh, that's something I don't know about Daniel Kaluuya. I don't know if it, I don't know what he would be like. And I mean, he's in Black Panther, so maybe he's got something like that. But uh, about what fight scenes? Yeah. But then again, Iceman. A lot of there's, it's going to be CGI there's anyway. There's a bit of action in Get Out. Okay. That leads me to believe, like, if they need to do a bit of training with him to get him ready for a fight scene that he'd be able to pull it off. Yep. So, Alan Wong, I, I was thinking about uh, Jessica Henwick from Iron Fist, but you don't want her playing two, like, uh, you know, two characters in the same universe sort of thing. Well, Marvel versus Fox. Yeah, but I really want them to, <laughs> like, Merge. In, in my in my dream adaptation yeah. here, the, you know, this is an MC, this is all in the MCU, right? That's fair. That's what I, w- I want to see. But uh, Number five, Wolverine. Okay. I know we've seen a lot of Wolverine, but I feel like... Too much Wolverine. Yes, unnecessary Wolverine. But I feel like restarting it 
and um, putting the costume on him. I think just putting the costume on him and playing more into the cartoon version of he's not that nice a guy sort of thing, even given more cigars, like oversized cigars would be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I cast as Skeet Ulrich from, really? from Scream and is currently on Riverdale. I, uh, I I kind of forgot about him because, I mean, it's I, Until you, like, Scream is one of my favorite movies, and until you said it just now, I forgot Skeet Ulrich <laughs> was a thing. Or as, the, as, as he's better known, a poor man's Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, you know, he's in Riverdale, and he's a really good actor. He was he was great in Scream. He he's actually fantastic. He plays uh, Jughead's dad in the show, and he's um, he's a really shitty dad with like he's he's in like a biker gang and he's an alcoholic, but he acts the shit out of that role. And I was watching it and I was thinking like this guy could do Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, I really think so. And that that would be my choice, even though he's like a year younger than Hugh Jackman is now. Look at Wolverine always struck me as a lot older than the rest of the X-Men. Well, he's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from him being born in, like, 1890. Yeah. But he's always this older, grizzled figure that some of them try to look to as a father figure. Yeah. I was found in the cartoons and comics, he struck me more as uh, sort of the comedian from Watchmen. Yeah. Not to the same, like, terrible extent, but he, not a, a friendly character, no. uh, just sort of uh, this gruff sort of outcast that didn't quite fit in with the rest of the team. Well, that's exactly how I've always seen him. So that's my five. What do you got? My five, I did not cast any of those characters. Wow. I thought you were probably going to stick with the X-Men team, so I went with villains. Okay, so this this could be one big cast here. Yeah. Well, aside from the fact that we both cast Daniel Kluge. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe this version is the Iceman that is always Iceman. You know, he's always ice, and it's CGI, and so you... So he can pull a Toby yeah, Campbell, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um... I cast the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Okay. And I looked at, like, the team. I was looking at, like, X-Men Evolution in the 1990s cartoon, and I was looking at those animated versions of the Brotherhood, trying to figure out who I would cast Mm -hmm. to be these villains. And first... The first one that came to mind was Toad. The only version of Toad that they've done, like, yeah, they had that minor version of Toad in X3, kinda ish. Yeah. But Ray Park was great as Toad in the first X Men. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Ray Park anyway. But I was thinking, like, if they were to reboot Toad, who would I cast? And I said Ezra Miller. As Toad. As Toad. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I had Fantastic Beasts on in the background as I was. I still haven't seen that. Doing this list, and he plays a character in it. He's a little bowl cut, 
like <laughs> weirdo. And I was like, man, this guy, like, he's great in this. He looks like he's going to be good as The Flash. Yeah, he does. So, yeah, I he can clearly do superhero movies if he looks like he's going to do well as The Flash. So I figured, why not? He, You combine his superhero skills from the DC movies with his being a little outcast weirdo with a bowl cut from Fantastic Beasts. I think he could pull off Toad. Daniel Kaluuya as Avalanche. Okay. That's not where I expected you to go with that. No. Um, we haven't really seen Avalanche yet. No, we haven't. But in X-Men Evolution, Avalanche was probably given the most screen time out of the Brotherhood. And, um, yeah, I can't really... I can't remember much of them from the 90s cartoon. No, I don't, I don't remember. There were a few episodes that had them. Okay, yeah. But he's a different face. We haven't really seen that character yet. Yep. So I figured let's bring him in if we're going to do the Brotherhood. Um, Avalanche and Pyro were two that you saw together in the 1990s cartoon. Okay, yep. And for Paro, I thought Tom Felton. Oh, yeah. Yep. 100%. Malfoy from Harry Potter plays uh, Julian in The Flash. Yeah, he's he's uh, really good in The Flash, too, i got to say. He is. I I really like him in that. I, I need to catch up with the newest season of The yep. Flash. Um, blob. Of course. I, I definitely think we need a Blob in the X-Men... That sounds really stupid. If you don't know the character, we need a blob. Yeah. Um, they need to do it better than Kevin Durand's blob from X-Men Origins. But uh, Dan Fogler? Fogler? Dan Fo- oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, shit, what's he in? What do I know him from? I know his face. He was in uh, that Balls of Fury ping pong yep. movie. He was in... Fanboys. Fantastic Beasts as well. And Fantastic Fan- Beasts. Fanboys, yep, okay. That guy, yep. Yep. Um, he, I see Blob as being the comedic relief anyway, so I kind of wanted someone who could be funny. Yeah, I could see that. But also could get angry and be serious at points too. I had to look it up. I gotta be honest. I forgot that Kevin Tramp played Blob in Origins. Yeah. I forgot that happened. Yep, it did. Scary enough. And for the final one, Sabretooth. Triple H. What? <laughs> You're not fucking around. No. You look at Triple H. Paul Levesque, back when he had his long hair. You yeah. look at Triple H from Blade 3. Yeah. Doesn't he look like Sabretooth? He has the build for it. You give him that long hair and get him to grow a bit of a beard. Mutton chops, even. Yeah. 
He looks the part. He's been in movies. He He's not the greatest actor, but you don't have to give Sabretooth a lot of speaking role. No, Sab- Sabretooth just kind of yells anyway. He didn't say pretty much anything when Tyler Maine played him in the first X-Men movie. No. Nope. He just pretty much just snarled and growled. I, I gotta wonder now, was Leaf Schreiber actually a good Sabretooth, or do I just like Leaf Schreiber? No, I thought he was a great Sabretooth. Okay. It's just the two versions of Sabretooth were so fucking different from each other. Yeah, it's supposed to be the same universe. and it's supposed to be the same universe. I read some theories that Tyler Maine's Sabretooth was actually the son of Leaf Schreiber's Sabretooth. Yeah, okay. But then I was just left wondering, like, where'd Leave Schreiber fuck off to? So, uh, if this would all be one movie, we've got Skeet Ulrich and Triple H. Yeah. It might work. Maybe. Yeah. But, again, I'm basing this picture of Sabretooth in my head not off of, like, the classic... Sabretooth or the Sabretooth from the 1990s cartoon. I'm thinking more the long-haired Sabretooth like from X-Men Evolution. Okay. So closer to the one from the first X-Men movie that Tyler Maine played. Yeah, just a little um, I don't know. But more capable of speaking. Yeah, and, and a little more fleshed out. Mm. Like a, a little more of a costume because yeah. he just seemed like he was wearing a big fur coat. Yeah. He was wearing rags and tatters. Yeah. It was like they used the same wardrobe that Tyler Maine had when he was in Rob Zombie's Halloween <laughs> as Michael Myers. But I'm thinking, like, you kind of dress him similar to how you dressed Lee Schreiber. The trench coat type thing. Yep. Dress him like that, but get him to have the long hair and the mutton chops like Tyler Maine in the first one. And I think Triple H would be awesome as Sabretooth. He looks the part, and WWE is all acting anyway. What? Stone Cold as Professor X. Oh, Jesus. He's already bald. Come on. So am I. (laughs) Come on, haven't you ever wanted to see Charles Xavier with a goatee? (laughs) Sit on a wheelchair, he's bombing around on a quad. Oh, God. That's good. So, uh... I guess that's the point we end on, because we always seem to end on just a fucking ridiculous tangent. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have a bunch of wrestlers play the X-Men. Would it? John Cena as Shadowcat. Shadowcat. I mean, John Cena could be Colossus, I guess, but... I'm gonna say... uh, Mark Henry as uh, Nightcrawler. (laughs) Why not? The Big Show as Magneto. There you go. How much fucking metal would they need to make a helmet to fit on that guy's head? I don't know. Brock Lesnar as Juggernaut. Actually, that might work. Wow. Brock Lesnar as Juggernaut. He kind of already is. Just put the helmet on him and... 
just, <laughs> just well, hey, don't, he, don't, don't. he kind of looks like Kane Marco. Wow. From well, we landed on something good here. So, what if you didn't even tell Brock he was in a movie? Just pissed him off and said, "Hey, Brock, all these walls said fuck you. <laughs> all these walls said you're a little bitch. Run through that. We'll give you some beef jerky." <laughs> But when he was in the UFC, that was pretty much his tactic. Just charge. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, that's... He fights like Juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> he just runs at things. Yeah. And it works. Yep. All right. So, you know, any any directors out there want to call us in for some consultations? <laughs> we'll help you write some X-Men movies. And hopefully, you know... You know what? The Karma Chameleon saga doesn't suck coming up. You know, Fox would never consider this. But Vince McMahon, if you're listening, I know you're desperate. <laughs> we can, Come on, you got money. We can make this happen. Yep. Even turn it into a live show. Yeah. WWE Presents. Yeah. Who would Hulk Hogan play? Cable. With the mustache, though. I heard some people talk of Kevin Nash playing Cable before they cast Josh Brolin. I mean, no offense to Kevin Nash. <laughs> no offense. He, I, I, like, I liked him as a wrestler. He seemed like a nice guy, but he can't really act. And he can dance even less so. <laughs> Kevin Nash was the worst part of the Magic Mike movies. I thought it was the best part. <laughs> my, my, like, Magic, like, here, here's how I would rank the Magic Mike movies. I'd go Magic Mike, the first one, Magic Mike XXL, and then watching Magic Mike but only paying attention to Kevin Nash. <laughs> just, yeah. just watching Kevin Nash dance. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that only. Like everyone else is doing very complex choreography, and he is just sidestepping, like like basic line dance. <laughs> yeah, like you'd see at the Legion on a Saturday night. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Anyway. Yeah, let's uh, let's end it on that. Yep. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and you can find us at our website, www.jedidropouts.podbean.com. Uh, thanks for dropping by. And don't forget to drop out.